Welcome to Money in the Air, the music podcast about neighboring rights, the royalties you earn from the public performance of your recordings and the business of music in general. Brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. I'm Andrew, a royalty consultant helping artists to collect on their value. Hi, I'm Gina Deacon. I work for Absolute Rights Management and I work with record labels and artists to ensure we claim the royalty income due to them. I'm Stacey Haber and I'm from Inside Baseball Music Publishing. Hi, I'm Tanya Oliveira. I work for Transparency Entertainment Group. I focus on World X USA neighboring rights on the performer side and rights holder side. Hey, welcome back to Money in the Air, the neighboring rights podcast brought to you by IFR, the International Alliance for Artists and Rights Holders. And the gang is back together again. We have Tanya and Andrew and Dina and me. I'm in LA with Andrew because yesterday, the Web3 Music Rights Group that we started off the back of that webinar that we did about music rights and NFTs in the metaverse, we had our first roundtable. So between April and now, we've been drafting the precedent agreements and off letters for clearances for NFTs and metaverse uses of music. And we drafted a royalty matrix, which is a formula for who gets paid what amount based on the number of royalty parties are involved in the deal. And we presented it to a bunch of industry professionals, which included PROs, CMOs, publishers, labels, and attorneys. Very select group, a very small number of people that fit around a table. And the replies were really, really interesting. So one of the questions that was raised was, is music use in an NFT really a mechanical reproduction because they don't believe that the NFT and the music sit on your computer? They think it sits on the blockchain. That's a great question. I I think it doesn't matter in the same way that it doesn't matter if when you download an MP3, it sits in your hard drive on your phone or your computer, or it sits, the accessibility is what sits there. Either way, a mechanical is due. There is a mechanical reproduction somewhere, somehow. So, but we're going to go away and think about that. There's already precedent that streaming services are emitting a mechanical royalty that's standard because of the reproduction element of it. It doesn't matter if it's being owned or sitting on your individual own server. We're still accessing it and reproducing it. So, yes, I think that the mechanical royalty should be due. Yeah, I agree with Andrew. Yes, streaming has been paying mechanicals for a few years. And and in the neighboring rights world, you get neighboring rights income from streaming in a couple of countries, Spain and Hungary. And I know that they're making progress in Belgium, like positive progress. So it it's a matter of time before most of the EU and hopefully the rest of the world would be like, hey, yeah, let's, you know, let's pay money on streaming. So why not, you know, the metaverse? So are they discussing possibly exercising all three of the rights? So synchronization mechanical and performance, so performance paid by the NFT platform, mechanical royalty on the individual basis that it's being reproduced, and then also the sync because it's being integrated with another media? There are so many more rights involved, but the answer is yes. All rights under publishing and records are available. So an NFT might not necessarily have public performance, and this is another question we're going to get to. An NFT should always have sync if there's artwork sync and a mechanical royalty you're always using the master so there should be a record royalty for the record company you're always using the composition so there should be a royalty for the, the publisher mm-hmm. if if it's in the metaverse and you build the whole story of what you're doing in the metaverse around 
a song or a catalog of songs, then a grand right. And if you put up lyrics, then it's lyric reprint. If you put up sheet music, then it's folio. So yeah, you have to consider all rights available for recordings and compositions and then pick out the ones that are used in this particular instance and then whatever the weight was. So the way that we did the calculate the formula was everybody gets one times whatever the fee is. So one times X, except for sometimes someone will get two X because they have two pieces of the pie. So you'll have a name and likeness right for the recording artist if their image and their name are being used. But sometimes that's signed exclusively to the label. So in that instance, the label would get 2x. The same if you use the name and likeness of the songwriter and the, those image rights were assigned to the publisher, then the publisher would get the 2x. And the other thing we've done is we've put the NFT or the Metaverse platform in as a royalty participant. So we protect their, their profit and their bottom line so they can stay in business. What about like other considerations, like the duration or like the presence of certain aspects and rights of the copyrights being exercised in the NFT? So if like the name and likeness is featured like a mainstay of it all, or maybe it's more of the composition and very limit, like little of the actual original master recording. So like different distributions of the rights that are drawing. We want it. Um, as a consortium, and there's a good bunch of us, good number of us, we want it to be equal because it doesn't matter that it's more name and likeness. Without the music, the name is irrelevant. Nobody cares. They care about it because of the music. Mm-hmm. So we're protecting music rights in that instance. But what will change is the X. So if you have someone who is very prominent, the X will be higher. If you have a song that is very prominent, more famous than the artist, the X is still higher for everybody. But as long as everybody is an equal participant to some degree in cutting up that pie, that royalty pool, then everybody gets to stay in business. And we won't have any problems like we have with DSPs and streaming where it's so disproportionate that sometimes the publisher is just going to say no unless you give me MFN, Most Favored Nations. Yeah, so with that, are, it, are the rights holders and artists going to bid on these Xs or are they going to be a predetermined amount based on the amount of rights? No, it'll, it'll be bids. It'll be quotes. No predetermined amounts. Obviously, a mechanical is statutory. We can't do anything about that. But everything else is, you quote, normally just like you would for sync. And that was another question that came up about sync. Is sync really appropriate for podcasts and audible books? And we were chatting about this before because there are no pictures, but those are the licenses that are granted. And what my colleague came up with, she's a genius woman. She's called Deborah Manis Gardner from DMG Clearances. And you'll have seen her on the podcast. She said, you have to redefine sync. And this morning, chatting to Andrew, I came up with what the new definition should be. It's synchronization to another art form. It doesn't have to be to a picture. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's perfect. And it hits a nail on the head because it takes a while for laws to catch up to what's actually happening. You know, in reality, especially with streaming, it took long enough for people to catch up with streaming and implementing rates and regulations. So, yeah, that's right, because podcasts, are so, they've exploded in popularity. I mean, you know, the leading ones get millions of listeners on Spotify every week and they all have music. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It blows my mind to a certain extent. I've got so much to learn personally 
on NFTs and I'm going to book in for a session with you, Stacey, to learn. So we've done the LA Roundtable and the plan is to do a London Roundtable in November, the beginning of November. It's a lot of organizing to start with and a lot of sponsorship that needs getting. But if if we can do it in London, it's important to me because the rest of the world needs to have the same conversation. It can't just be U.S. centric, especially because they don't recognize neighboring rights as easily as we do. And then I don't want to argue about the non-interactive nature of NFTs. I just want the whole world to be on the same page for this, regardless of legislation. And, and if we can get any corporate sponsorship from bigger companies, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll, I'll put a package together, don't you worry. Anything that you think is a gray area in Web3 that you want me to put on the agenda for coming up or to think about, think about it and let me know. And if you out there in listener land, it's info at ifar.co.uk. Write in and let us know what you're thinking about and what you think about what we've just discussed. Because a new revenue stream for our revenue stream in neighboring rights is very welcome in my book. Thanks, guys. And thank you all for listening. And become a member of IFR, www.iafar.co.uk. Join now.